to the size that I want you at. And there we go. All right, guys. <laughs> wow, I'm, yeah, I'm huge. Look. <laughs> Let me get the music going. And there we go. Guys, welcome back to the Snowstorm Podcast or the Snowcast, as I've kind of made it the title of it now. Um, this is the eighth or the ninth podcast we're doing, and we have none other guys than the man, the myth, the legend himself, Ninja614. Ninja, thank you so much for joining me, my man. You're welcome. My pleasure. I Looking sincerely apologize for that uh, goof there at the beginning. I don't know why I didn't set that up before. That was that's a hit. Hanging up call. Yep, leaves. He's done. I'm done. <laughs> what is this chicken shit out there? Going goes on Twitter. Snowstorm. He's just running the most unprofessional podcast I've ever been on. Couldn't handle it. Couldn't handle it. But um, for anyone who doesn't know, <clears throat> excuse me. Ninja614, guys, he is a Twitch streamer, um, usually streaming right around 9.30, 10 p.m. at night, going into the wee hours of the morning. This guy is a champ. Um, something we're going to explore tonight, and something that I'm personally interested in, is how uh, the, the, the lifestyle of a streamer who also is working. Um, I, I've had a lot of people on who stream and do YouTube and other things as their full-time job, but Ninja has a family, he has a other job, and he's also one of in my opinion, the best DSO streamers and just so fun to watch. So, And as he told me before the stream, and I'm not lying, guys, he said, well, he's a pretty big deal. <laughs> so we're going we're gonna to dive into all those things. So, Ninja, I guess the first question I have for you is how is that juggling of all the, all the things that go on in Ninja's life going? And, yeah, kind of elaborate on that for us. Uh, it's not going too great. I get about two to four hours of sleep a night, and uh, so my health is taking a hit. Because <laughs> I work, you know, 40 to 60 hours a week with my day job, and then I'm streaming 30 to 35 hours a week on, on Twitch. Um, and I would like to uh, slowly work towards flipping that, so that I'm doing way more streaming, and uh, maybe, because you know, I'm self-employed, I've been self-employed since 2003, I own a small software company. But I have some contracts right now in place that require me to be available during business hours. So even if I wanted to during the week, there's really no way for me to stream until after, you know, the day is done. And then we have dinner time and, uh, you know, school stuff and children and the wife and life and, you know, being being a, a husband for at least a few minutes in between all of the things. So, I mean, it's a, but the long term goal is to one day with the day job and do streaming content creation full time. So um, it's worth it in the in the the grand scheme of things. If everything works out the way that I hope, you know, one day I can look back and go, remember how rough that year or two years was? So the grind and then one day be, you know, able to finally rest and get good sleep and have a reasonable schedule and start paying attention to my health again. It, so, it's, yeah, it's so important, too. And I I don't even have all the things on my plate that you have because I'm not married. I don't have children. I do have a. I live with my family, and it's hard to find time for them and sleep, and stream and do the day job all day. And something definitely takes the hit for me. It's been the family time because I can't even operate if I'm I haven't slept. And maybe I need to get a little more addicted to coffee. I don't. I don't know. Maybe that's the answer. But yeah, it's definitely tough. Steady drip of caffeine. Yeah. Um. And yeah. I mean. Go ahead. You're right. You made a point there. Some things have to give and some things did. I was president of the motorcycle club that I'm in now for six years. And uh, at the beginning of the year when uh, elections came up, I took my hat out of the ring and said, hey, guys, you know, I had conversations with everybody and said, this is what I'm doing with my life. This is where I want to go career wise. 
Uh, I feel like it's a good time after six years to let somebody else at the helm and handle things. And I need to take a step back and just kind of focus on this thing. And it means that I don't know how long it's going to take, but I'm going to be, you know, almost ghost-like in a lot of ways because I haven't been able to participate really in, except very limited things here and there uh, when it's absolutely necessary on, on that front. So no social life, you know, other than the occasional, uh, we had a party a couple weekends ago. That was nice. We had people real life people in the house <laughs> that was nice it, it, it's but for the most part i don't you know, other than work interactions i don't have a whole lot of social stuff like twitch has become my social outlet at this point that yeah that's something i didn't even plan on talking about but it is funny when you say real people in your home and you're talking to real people and you're like oh wow most of my nights i'm sitting talking to virtual people who are all typing at me and it's it's a different experience when you do that every single night and they start talking to real people in big groups and you're like oh i don't have to talk as much um, I can listen. It, it's a little different. Well, I, I forget myself and start doing what I do on stream if I get excited on a topic and then I won't shut the fuck up and I give no airspace for anybody else and Ninja Wife will literally like elbow me like, hey, bro, you're not streaming. You're talking to humans in front of you. So, yeah, yeah. it's... Uh, you do it every single you do it six nights a week for hours on end and then you get into an exciting topic and i want to talk about it the next thing i know i'm tirading yep and, yeah uh, that's that's always it's, it's a hard <laughs> it's a hard line to walk it's really a hard line to walk and um so i did some i do some research on people i have on the podcast and so you're in the motorcycle group um have you always been playing video games though since like the wee ages of ninja 614's life or is video games something oh, yeah. so if you want to tell us a little bit about your video game history, the beginning, what were the first things you were playing? What got you into it? The uh, very first video game that I owned, I actually still have the box. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> oh, and I was uh, in fifth grade. I got a Commodore 64 for Christmas. Well, the family got a Commodore 64 for Christmas, but I quickly absconded. adopted it as yeah. my own. Yeah, absconded. Uh, and the first computer game I ever owned was this game. It's called Sword of Fargle by uh, Epics Games on a Commodore 64. It was a tape drive. It took 45 minutes to load. Jeez. And uh, there was no, since it was a tape drive, there's no way to save. There's no, there's no memory. And uh, if so, if you crashed or if you lost power, you had to reload 45 minutes and, uh, and wait to play it again. <laughs> but at the time, it was magic. Yeah. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah. And I, you know, I learned, I started learning programming basic on the Commodore 64. And so the entire time I was in school, all the way through high school, I was sort of this closet nerd. So, you know, other kids were going out on Friday night. I'd go out on the weekends too, but there was plenty of nights where I was sitting there with a, I, I don't know if I should share this, but I used to uh, do a lot of phone freaking because back in the day, that's all you had was modems and things like that. So I, 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 I had a, a wire that I hung out my bedroom window and hooked up to the phone trunk to find a live line that wasn't mine and then I would uh, dial over to this group in Belgium and we would download the 24-7 stuff and then put it on a BBS over here and I was, you know, doing all that stuff. <laughs> that's, that's cool though. Yeah, so I mean, I, the, and then I, I went to school to be an English teacher but ultimately realized that I was going to make way more money in software development so I ended up not doing that and so I've been in IT ever since. And the whole time I've been playing MMOs. First MMO I played was EverQuest, oh, wow. uh, then Dark Age Camelot, then World of Warcraft, then Elder Scrolls Online. And then during that like long arc has been these breaks of trying other MMOs and things like that here and there. But those are like, I've always had 
one MMO that's like my home base game at all times for over 20 years, 20, 25 years now, something like that. So yeah, I've always been a gamer, always been a geek, always been a nerd, just also did all these other things too. So a lot of people, just like anything, a lot of people look at me as a biker, as a motorcycle club member, and it doesn't make sense. And I'm like, here's the thing about bikers is, is they don't care what you think. We, yeah. individualism is our thing. So whether you like it or not, this is who I am and you can take it or leave it. You know, so it's kind of the approach, but apparently, apparently, being a biker and a motor and a, and a gamer are juxtaposed in a lot of people's minds. Like they, some people have trouble trouble reconciling that for some reason. Yeah, and you know, I think that's one of the one of the staples of your channel, and one of the reasons I think so many people love you as a streamer is you're so real about it. You're like, hey, this is me. I'm not gonna hide behind anything. This is what I like to do. Maybe they don't coincide in normal society, but screw normal society. Let's have fun. Yeah, and exactly. I think people love that. Embrace weird. Weird is so much more fun than normal. Oh, 100%. 100%. Um, yeah, and so with those other MMOs, were you playing any Elder Scrolls games, or was ESO like the first Elder Scrolls game because it was an MMO? Oh, well, played? I played, uh, I mean, in addition to MMOs, I played all games all the time. So I started with Daggerfall. Uh, oh, wow. Uh, Arena, yeah, I mean, and recently I, I, you can download Daggerfall right now for free. It gives you instructions for setting up an emulator, and I was super excited to go back in and play because in my mind at the time, it, the game was amazing. It hit, you know, it like blew my doors off. And I went back in and played it recently. I was like, holy shit, this game is <laughs> old. How did I play this piece of crap? So, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, it's not all your memories sometimes better to just leave them as the memories because when you go and visit it again you're like wow that's that we have come a long way we have come a long long way yeah some old so. games don't age well no matter how well you remember them you go back and you're like oh god i can't do this again yeah so. yeah i don't at the time you didn't have anything to compare it to and it was new and amazing so it was great but nowadays to go back after what we can play now it's sometimes really it's almost like a uh it's an endurance and something to endure more than it is to enjoy. It's like, well, I'm going to do it again. Come yep, hell I'm, or hot water, I'm going to do it again. I'm going to relive the memory, even if I hate doing it. Right, even if it completely sucks my will to live, I'm going to get it done. And then I'll hate the old memory even more after I'm right. done doing it, because I'll stack it. Yeah, yeah that's right about about 45 minutes, and I was like, yeah, no, not doing it. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. I didn't start till Skyrim, but um, I fell in love with it. And then I tried playing Oblivion, and I've... I've talk to so many people you probably won't have this because you started at such the begin at the beginning but so many people can't go back a generation and play the older elder scrolls games so like i tried to go back and play oblivion and i was like ah it's okay i'd rather just play skyrim and then like i talked to kev and he was like oblivion's the best game that was ever created in the whole world and that's because that's what he started with but then he'll go well i didn't play morrowind so it's i guess it's all relative uh, my favorite of them of the non-mmo versions would be morrowind because I mean, technically, obviously, it's dated and it's chunky and it doesn't, you know, and there are some mods and add-ons you can get to make it run better and look better on today's computers. So it's at least not a complete, you know, piece of crap. But uh, what was great about it is the amount of content that was in there was holy smokes. Like, it was unbelievable how much content there was in the game. Like, the story was so well-written. It wasn't voice acted. You had to read. It was old school, you know, so you had to, you know, do all that fun stuff. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's, in my opinion, in terms of, like, overall amount of content and story, uh, Morrowind is the best. But I totally get it. If you're, if you're used to a certain level of technology and then you try to go back and play, it's hard to sometimes 
look past that and just get into the story because you're just hung up on how crappy the game looks or runs or plays and everything looks like potatoes and yeah i get it i get it yeah no it, it makes complete sense it's funny i'm looking at like the list of all the things so uh, the next thing and it's just it's a lot because there's so many interesting avenues i like i wanted to go with this podcast because your whole fa- your family plays with you sometimes which is really cool you play games with your family on stream which this is totally off topic, but I just want to say from one streamer to another, I find it incredibly impressive that you can switch games and your whole community will come. You, I remember yeah, you, huh? you streamed Fortnite one time with your son, and I was like, oh, this is really cool. And you were pulling really great numbers, and I, was, I said it um, to my Discord. I'm like, go watch this, guys. This is I'm, I'm not trying to like blow smoke up your ass, but I'm just saying it's a really impressive thing to have a community that backs like that. Well, the Ninja 614 community is freaking amazing. It, it yeah. is, is, they have they have carried a, it, you know, Ninja Wife and I went through something a year and a half ago that was, um, you know, I, I'm not going to go into details, but it was traumatic and, uh, you know, caused a lot of uh, problems in the, you know, nothing between us, but something happened to, to us. Excuse me. <coughs> Sorry. Got a tickle in my throat. That's all good. And um, hang on. And so when I started streaming, it was this, let's try something different. You know, I'm playing, I'm playing video games at the end of the day. And anyway, and I'm, I've been watching streamers this entire time. So I was like, I already, you know, I've been a YouTuber. I already know how this stuff works. (coughs) Sorry, I got a tickle in my throat. Hang on. No worries. Take your time. Take your time. To everyone watching, I appreciate it. Thank you guys for hanging out. Um, Ninja614 needs to... (coughs) Needs to cough out the bug in his throat. But um, yeah, seriously, guys. I when I wanted to have him on, I knew there was about fifty different things I want to talk about, just because he really is a very influential streamer, streamer in the ESO community, and a very positive one at that. So if you guys haven't checked him out, you seriously should. But um, being able to pull those numbers is tough for definitely for a lot of streamers. When you're switching games, it's a very it causes a bit of anxiety and you think to yourself do people like me because of me or because of the game I'm playing and sometimes you know it's both sometimes people just want to watch a certain game and they like that you play the game and then when you play a game they don't like they don't want to watch so it's tough alright sorry about that no worries at all you ever get one of those like tickles in your throat and no matter what you gotta, you gotta like hack to like scratch it yep completely understand figured I'd beat the mic and uh, avoid doing that on stream for you as I make my it would have been a clip <laughs> So anyway, I started streaming uh, on a whim just to see. I tried it one night, had a good time, got my first follower. It's like, this is kind of cool. I'm going to go for it. So I, over that weekend, it was a Friday night, over that weekend, I talked to Ninja Wife and I said, hey, I want to try this thing, but I don't do anything a little bit. I don't ever like just dabble. I like if I, when I finally like made a decision in my mind, I want to go for it. I want to go for it. So I said, give me six months and let's see where it goes. Let's see what happens. And lo and behold, very quickly, I made a connection with my audience, and we, I started making friends, and it, it became this, like, this uh, almost um, therapeutic exercise each evening where I would I would fire up the stream, I would hang out with my friends, we'd play the video game together, we'd laugh, we'd joke, we'd have a good time. Uh, and so it has impacted me personally and my family on a, in a positive level to a level. I mean, there's something to be said about having something exciting and hopeful in the future to kind of point towards and to put your energy into and to have this opportunity being uh, available on Twitch and then have the community embrace myself and my family so much has just been 
it's been uh, amazing. Like I can't, I can't even put it into words really how important it has been and how important it is. But I think when you have, when you're authentic and you're genuine and you make a true connection with your audience and with your community, eventually it becomes more about just that relationship than, a, than the game that you're playing exactly. at all. You know what I mean? So it really doesn't matter what I'm playing. If we're having a good time, we're having a good time. And if I'm having a good time, my audience is having a good time. And we just roll from there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was, I had uh, Kyle Dempster on the podcast a couple weeks ago, and we were talking about how sometimes it's tough. Um, and you probably had this maybe when you were a bit smaller and your audience was smaller. Like switching games, there's a little bit of anxiety with that because you think, you Always. know, do, pe- do people like watching me because of the game I'm playing? Do people like watching me because of me? And I think building that community, what you've done, Kyle said it because we were talking about it. he goes Ninja Six One Four is the person who I model my community after in some way because he was able to not transcend ESO because ESO is a great game but it's not about that it's about you having fun and people hanging out and having fun with you and I the last thing I want to say was I know you took the little break from ESO a couple weeks ago and you played No Man's Sky and that was a, a, a genius move not for any Twitch reasons but mental reasons you know keeping ESO fresh and doing something a little different. Because me, personally, I've burned myself out of ESO, and then I take two months off from streaming, and that's detrimental to the channel. That's what I don't want to have happen. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So that's exactly why I, the burnout thing happens with any MMO, and when you play it 150 hours a month on stream, plus extra hours off stream, uh, and it's part of your show, it's like an integral part of what you do, um, you really have to try to come up with some creative ways to avoid feeling trapped because then you will resent the game, you'll start to resent the community, you'll start to get angry, you'll start to lash out at developers, you'll become frustrated and stagnated with your content. You know, it just, it creates this perfect storm of negativity that becomes really hard to overcome. So I, the the first time that started to happen, I started streaming Subnautica, I think it was. Yep. I, and um, th- we had a great time with that. I, and it was one of those, I don't look at my view counts while I'm streaming. Yep. Um, I have those all shut off. And so sometimes I have streamers that will come in and they'll tell me, oh, wow, you have a thousand viewers. I'm like, well, you know, thanks. I really don't like to think about that. To me, I'd rather like it doesn't matter if I have five people in my stream or I have a thousand. I want to be having the same kind of show. And if you start thinking about the numbers, it doesn't I don't care who you are. You're going to start getting wrapped up in that process. It's it's happened to me before. So I completely understand. And then, you know, so uh, I, I after the stream, of course, I go in there and dive into it like an astrophysicist. Yeah, but and, see stuff. You know, yeah, I, I look at the, uh, that anal- the analytics and truly, you know, just kind of see where I'm at. I mean, that's I think that's important. But while you're streaming, it should be about the show only and whoever's talking to you in chat and, you know, all that fun stuff. Yeah, that's... And the Subnautica experiment was perfect because it gave me an opportunity to do something else that had a, we had a lot of fun. It gave me it was a diversion. It broke up the week a little bit. It gave me something excited to, that I was ready to log back in to play again. And when I came back to ESO after a couple of days each week of doing Subnautica, it was like, yay, I'm back. Woo. And there was that energy. So I recommend all streamers, if you've got your favorite game, always at least take one or two uh, nights a week here and there maybe even create a series you know if you're playing an MMO doing another MMO is probably not a good idea but another yep. single story game that has like a bit of getting in an end you know you can like quote complete it kind of thing so that when you're done with that series you're like well that was fun we did this you know variety stream series a couple nights a week one night a week for a while um, it, it helps a lot it helps a lot it's, it's hugely important I think um, another thing that was huge for you and I 
really, I feel like you're going to leave and you're going to be like, God, Snowstorm, all he did was just praise me the whole night. But one of the things, and this was while I was doing my research, is you had a YouTube channel for a while, and that YouTube channel I never knew about, the editing was top-notch by the end of some of the videos, and I, I was kind of being... Uh, stalker watching them. Uh, not, I guess it's not stalkerish. I was watching, like, just yeah, I seeing. I do. Watch them all. Click. Yeah. Engage. Like and, that smash button. Do all the things. <laughs> and, but I think that was huge for your stream was you already had a really good idea on how editing worked, how setting up a proper stream oh, yeah. was. And that's huge because when I started, I was just clicking stream on my Xbox and it was fuzzing out and my camera was half working with the Kinect. So yeah, I think right. that's a huge, huge piece. That's why I decided to dive in, though. So I was like, hey, I already have the equipment. I understand good lighting and audio. I know how OBS works. Uh, I mean, there's some idiosyncrasies. It's, you know, live streaming is obviously different than post-production, where you can just take all of this stuff together and edit a piece. Um, but when I was doing YouTube, I was vlogging every day for like a year, pretty much. And I was still, it would take me four hours to edit a video. So yeah, I would, I would film all day, which is the easy part. Capturing footage isn't hard when you're vlogging. You just roll a camera. It's the putting together a video that's engaging and fun to watch, and that's roughly 10 minutes for the YouTube's algorithm to uh, actually, you know, engage viewers long enough that they'd want to watch it kind of thing. And that takes time. And every time you think you've got it down, you've learned something, then you start to think about ways to push the envelope. So the time that you would have saved because you've got it down, you spend now adding more time because you're learning new editing techniques and trying new stuff. So uh, whether you're a YouTube content creator or a streamer, it doesn't matter. If you're creating content, it is a time-consuming process, and there's no way around it. No ifs, ands, or buts. So you're right. I mean, I had this discipline and this knowledge coming into streaming out of the gate, and I was already comfortable talking to nobody. You know, yeah, I had spent a year vlogging. in front of a camera talking to nobody and that was even harder because there is no chat to feedback there's nothing you're just saying stuff to nobody and then hoping that when you put together a video it's not going to suck well the they, they were really good from an outside point of well, view thanks. not looking not uh not actually knowing about them for, and, and it's funny too the only other thing i was going to say was a lot of streamers click on my youtube channel and it, even with me i have like an easy mag sork build for vma I have, this is how you do this, like ESO tutorial stuff, which I quickly came to learn everyone does, so it's not really yeah. differentiating yourself, so I've kind of put that on hold and really focused on the stream, but with you, you click on it, and oh, he has life vlogs, and the other thing I want to talk about with streaming is you've streamed with your family before, which is also really freaking cool. You've had your wife on, you've had your son on, and you've played, your sons, and you and your son have played Fortnite, you and your son have played ESO, you and your wife have played ESO, and so I, I wanted to ask, does like your family like... So they obviously support the streaming, but, like, do they... I mean, you're obviously... You're a very... You're a pretty popular ESO streamer. Do they understand, like, the severity of, like, how how much you've already come? Uh, uh, they do to a certain degree, but the running joke in the house is the whole I'm a big deal thing. Like, that's just the... <laughs> I mean, it's hilarious. You know, because in our little world, in our little ESO fan world, my stream is doing very well. But in the grand scheme of, like, the, the, the twi for, Twitch as a platform... In terms of you know like i'm really not i'm nobody you know what i mean i'm, I'm not in my in our directory sure i'm doing very well and this is the stream has been hugely successful and it has uh offered a, a ability for you know it has financially helped us tremendously so it's 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 massive from our perspective but from the rest of the world's perspective i could i'm just a dude you know what i mean i'm just a biker with tattoos you know what yeah. i mean there's no it, i'm not actually a big deal at all but that's the joke so you know, Ninja Wife gets it, but doesn't. She's not really. She's 
as casual as casual as you can get. Like she's if there's a rank lower than casual gamer, that's ninja wife. You know what I mean? So she doesn't have she's not it's, it's just, I share with her the numbers and I try to put it in perspective for her so that she understands like when a, there's a new milestone or something that's new. You know, we've reached a new thing. We're like, oh, man, this is so amazing. Can you believe we've come to this point? And she's always just like, cool. Yeah, honey. High five. <laughs> cool story, bro. Yeah, exactly. So she's a supportive, very extremely supportive, 110% in, loves the community, has fallen in love with the ESO fam, all of it. You're like, she's she's totally into the, the social aspect of it and the relationship side. But in terms of, like, the success on of the stream numbers, and uh, it, it doesn't like it's important to her but not not really you know what i mean like she doesn't i think it, it, i i think it's fair to get. say an eso streamer can appreciate the ninja 614 channel and how it's doing more than maybe an outside person right yeah who because as someone else who streams eso um just about every night it's it's great to see and i'm like wow he's, he's really doing it and here's the thing too and this is what's really special is i feel like the community is growing the eso fam i feel like with drops with the summer fall event with somerset with the way the developers handle everything more people are coming to the game i guarantee you get the question a hundred times a night should i get this game i get that all the time all the time and that's great to see because you're i'm always like yes get the game and i think so you know even though maybe the directory isn't huge now with only a couple thousand people watching in a year it could be so much more so conceivably yes i mean well compared to when i first started streaming um it's the directory bigger. has grown tremendously and I, when yeah. i first started streaming everybody was telling me over and over, all these other long time streamers who had been in the directory for a long time i'd be in there and i'd be you know chatting with them and um and that's one of the other things too i think a lot of new streamers don't recognize what is so important about it. if you're going to stream a game on twitch it doesn't matter what game it is you have to get involved in the directory and you have to build relation, real relationships to get involved with the community. You have to spend time and energy getting to make, building friendships and playing with other people in the game. You know, that is, that's more important than anything else. Your gameplay, your level of gameplay. If you build real solid relationships and participate in the community, then that will help you tremendously as a streamer. More importantly than anything else that you can do. If, you're, if you make an active uh, effort to become involved, in the conversation and become relevant in that in that sense then all of the other things that you're hoping to get have the best chance to happen you know what i mean if you just turn on the camera and stream and then turn off the camera and go to bed and during the day and before and after stream you're not spending time and energy participating in in the in the directory and in the game and in the, and then just in the general community no one's ever going to find you no exactly. one's you know what i mean like no one the people that are that are growing are the ones that are if you see them they are in other people's streams all day long not i mean every day you'll see them around you yep. be like hey how you doing it's you know what i mean it's like it's, it truly is community building in that sense especially with uh, eso too i feel like totally i feel like the eso fam loves to support people who support them so yeah right and so when i started streaming in, in the eso directory all these old 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 streamers who had been a long time was like you can't get partnered in this directory I said to myself, bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I started streaming, actually, I've taken a lot of breaks, but I started streaming in 2015 with the crappy Xbox and everything. <laughs> and I remember one night I had 10 viewers and we were third in the directory. Yeah. And now yeah. I look and we'll be at 30, 40, and I look at the directory and there are 40 people who are just killing it. And I'm like, I, honestly, that's amazing. That's not like, oh, I'm mad, I'm not hiring the directory. It's, oh my God, the game is growing. Thank you, I can still stream this, it's viable. And that's something that's nice to see. 
that's important. I mean, if you're, we're in a sweet spot right now in that the directory is at a certain size where if you start streaming here and build a community, you have a chance to get noticed. There's so many other games out there where it is so saturated that even if you have 100 viewers, you might stagnate at that 100 viewers because you're all the way at the bottom of the list. Because, yeah, so, you know, ultimately you might get, and that's the other thing too, the partner check, sure. You get more emotes and you get some more perks and it's good, it's great. I'm not taking any away from partner, but that's not what it's about. It's really not. At the end of the day, the, that doesn't make you a better streamer at all. The, what makes you a better streamer is doing the work to become a better streamer. Whether or not you get that check mark, because there are other streamers out there that have a purple check mark and stream in other directories, but their community is stagnant. Their, uh, you know, their their growth is 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 maybe even on a downward trend um, because they aren't doing all the things that successful streamers in other directories like this one, where you have an opportunity to be noticed and when you have an opportunity to like actually get involved in the conversation, where you go into some of the a lot of people want to be the other ninja, you know, the blue haired one. Yep. Yeah. 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 I figured that's a they, joke they in the see family. That guy too. making five hundred thousand dollars a month, and so they're like, "I'm going to stream Fortnite. And I'm going to make a bunch of money." Well, that's a terrible tactic because the guy that's making all that money is already doing it. Exactly. So, you know what I mean? Like that, that that gravy chain is left. You missed it. It's time to if you if that's your goal is to do this full time and actually be able to feed yourself doing it. Uh, trying to stream in Fortnite on Twitch is a horrible idea. Yeah. Just from a strategy standpoint. Yeah, I don't know how much you get it, but I'll get a lot of messages. Hey, I'm looking to grow my stream. What should I do? And I always find that ironic when they ask me, because I'm like, um, if you want 20 people, um, do this, 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 and this. And that's just basically <laughs> what, 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 what you said. You know, when uh, the thing I always say is have fun. You know, if you want to stream, it, it, I feel like there's like two, re revenue, re uh, two avenues you can take Twitch. Hey, I want to stream for fun and just have fun doing it. Go ahead and play Fortnite. Or hey, I want to actually grow a community of people. Fortnite's going to be a tough game to do it because of, like you said, it's a very saturated market. So, I, I agree 100%. And yeah, at the end of the day, consistent schedule. I always, you know, I have, like, a, this mantra for all streamers that ask me. I'm like, do good content. Uh, build real relationships. Offer some value. Be consistent. And then market that stuff. The rest is just noise. The rest is just noise. If you just if you do good content, you build real relationships, try to offer some value, uh, and interact with your with the community, and then market that stuff. Then uh, all, now it's just time. Your ability will take you so far, but you got to do the work. But if you don't do the work, it doesn't matter how talented you are, you're never gonna get there. Yep. And then also Unless have you fun get doing. Super duper lucky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. Obviously, have fun first. Yeah, Obviously a lot of people first. struggle with that. That's one of the things I see a lot of streamers, um, smaller, struggle with is they're not enjoying themselves and they're like, why don't I have more people watching? It goes, well, you know, it doesn't come quick and enjoy it when you're small and enjoy it when you're big, you know, and that, that's the only way you can do it. Well, if you're not having fun streaming, what do you, why are you doing it? Yeah, exactly. If you're just in it for the money you get, you're in the wrong business. <laughs> yeah, go you're buy lottery tickets. Yes. It might it might get you more money. money faster. Because if I calculated how, if even uh, my my channel is doing very very well, but if I calculated what I was getting paid per hour, it's still just a hair above minimum wage. Like it's not like yeah. I'm making a killing over here. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, and and you're bigger than most ESO streamers, so most ESO streamers are half of minimum wage, if that. Yeah. So yeah. if you consider how much it takes work wise to do it, it's, it's a not, lot. 
This isn't a lucrative business. It can be. There is opportunity out there, but it takes work. And it can it be a, it can be a great time too. That's the other thing. You know, maybe the money isn't great, um, but for me, I just have a blast doing it. It's really, you know, I want to do it because I have fun doing it. I would, yeah, I would, I would maybe not as aggressive as the schedule I am now, but I would, I will, I will probably always be streaming no matter what happens, just because, like, I need it in my life now. Like, I have, to, it's like it's a, a thing. weird addiction. It's a very it weird is. addiction. You feel guilty when you don't do it. I'm taking three days off after tonight because I'm going to visit my brother at college in Indiana. And I was talking to my dad, and I'm like, I looked at, like, the last hundred days of me streaming. I never took three days off. And I was like, this is the first time. I was like, wow. It's, it's going to feel weird, man. Yeah. It's going to feel real weird. So I'm kind of preparing myself mentally for that because I'm going to be like, oh, no. Because I think, I think all content creators, regardless YouTube, Twitch, you always have, like, that fear. Oh, don't leave. Which they won't, yeah. but maybe they do if you're toxic and a jerk. Don't forget but, about me, but, guys. But it's so true. That's such an insecurity for so many streamers. They're like, I got to keep streaming because I don't want people to forget about me. It's scary. It's true. It's true. It's a lot. <laughs> it's not easy. It's it's a tough line to walk. I didn't. I honestly, the notes have kind of gone off. I didn't mean to make it this Twitch oriented, but it's it's really nice getting to hear a Twitch partner, and sort of someone who is. I, I, it, kind of a big deal. Kind of a big deal. <laughs> kind of a big deal. Just, just getting to hear you're being very open about it. I really appreciate it. Seriously. A lot of people are very closed, and I don't want to say anything. I don't want to do anything wrong. So. I want to be very transparent about it. I mean, ultimately, your viewers are funding your if, – if you're if you're like me and you're trying to do this full time, I to me, that's another thing that I always try to practice is that you can be a you can be you can make it about a business, and you can do all of that stuff. And you can also be a good human at the same time. You can do both. They don't have to be in two different camps. Like you really can be a good human and be good to people and to yourself and also talk about and do the business side of it. You know, it's possible to be a successful business person and a good person at the same time. You don't have to do this cutthroat competitive bullshit that so much of the noise that's out there seems to kind of um, create. Yeah, or, or repeat this sort of idea that you got to step on people. It's a dog eat dog world. I don't agree. I don't think that it's entirely true. I, I agree, and I think in the ESO directory, that couldn't be more true. I feel like everyone's just so supportive of each other, the smallest streamer to the biggest streamer. We're all giving each other hosts, shouting out each other, being like, hey, you should check out this person when you get some time. They are a good content creator. And I think that's huge. It is. We are we are fortunate in this directory because there are other Twitch directories. I don't know if you spend a lot of time in other ones where... Oh, it's bad. Doggy. It's bad. Yeah, it's, it's bad. rough. Um, yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> yeah, I was talking. It's not bad. It's horrible. It's terrible. I was talking to someone about a different game. And they go, "Why do you play ESO only?" And I'm like, "Well, one of the biggest reasons is the community. It's just so positive. Anyone who comes to chat, it's just such a, it's such a, like, fun experience." And they were like, "Well, other, tr other chats are like that." I'm like, "Not really." I'm like, "There are some games that have positive communities for sure, but a lot of Twitch communities are very toxic. They don't want to help. They're not friendly. It's just, it's not fun." Yeah, and the streamers aren't helping each other out, and they're trash talking each other on stream, and I mean, it's just a... Uh, yeah, not good stuff. Yeah. So I, I gravitate more towards the directories where I get the vibe like we have in ESO, and unfortunately, we are the minority, in the minority of directories that have that kind of vibe going on. Warframe's another one. Warframe also has a very similar kind of very supportive, friendly, willing to help you out kind of vibe going on over there too so it's really kind of cool even if you don't play the game there's some really great streamers over there as well that are fun to watch and the community is great and if you ask noob questions they're more than willing to help so 
I've streamed awesome. it a few times and when I have, we have had viewers come in and actually get in a group with me and literally walk me through it like I was four years old to help me understand some of the weird stuff that's going on in that game. It's pretty amazing. That's awesome. Kinda, I, yeah. yeah. Um, so something else we, we obviously need to talk about is Elder Scrolls Online. Yep. Um, I was told to call you by Ekleveth your moistness. <laughs> I was talking to her yesterday. She was running some dungeons with me. And she goes, who's on the podcast this week? I'm like, I got Ninja 614. And she goes, call him your moistness. <laughs> and don't tell her I told you, but I had to. I wasn't just going to come on and be like, all right, your moistness. I would have known as soon as you, if you started to address me as his moistness, I would have totally, <laughs> oh, you've been talking to Ekleveth, I see. Yeah, but, um, she had me on her channel. Oh, did she? Oh, awesome. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the, uh, apparently I am the Daedric Prince of Ekleveth's channel. The Ninja 614 Daedric Prince, and so she had this whole battery of questions, and she's created, like, lore around the Ninja 614 Daedric Prince. Uh, it's pretty funny. It was it was an entertaining entertaining bit we yeah, did she, over there. That was fun. She's awesome. Um, so I guess, what got you into ESO? What pulled you towards this game? Was it a recommendation? Was it just, oh, an Elder Scrolls MMO? That sounds interesting. Well, yeah, I was playing World of Warcraft, and uh, I saw this was coming, and who doesn't love Elder Scrolls? I mean, if you're in Elder Scrolls Online, you've probably, more than likely, played at least Skyrim, if not something else. So um, I was like, hell yeah, an Elder Scrolls MMO, I'm totally going to check that out. And in the beginning, I went ham for about six months, and just like every new MMO, you get to that point where you're endgame, and you realize now the developers you've run out of their content you've got you run ahead of where they are yep and so they put in these artificial grinds in order to try to slow you down and it's boring and it sucks and so i took a break and so for a while there was like six months on six months off six months on six months off exactly and then april of last year when i came back after legion of world of warcraft i decided i was done with that game came back to elder scrolls online and uh the one tamriel and some of the changes that they've made since then have hooked me completely and so now this is my I went. I haven't stopped. Yeah. So this is my new home. So um, some of the questions. These are pretty generic, but I ask everyone this, um, and you might have to say something bad about ESO. So prepare yourself. But <laughs> if you had to say, what is your favorite thing about ESO? Like, what's the one thing that like they you think they did perfectly that keeps you coming back every day? What's the one thing you enjoy the most? Oh man. I mean, outside of the community, which of course is is huge. That could be your answer the, if you wanted to. Be. Yeah, I mean, the community and the de developers' interaction with the community and their commitment to the community. They are, I mean, I don't know how many other MMOs you've tried to, like, have, inter you know, inter some of these other MMOs that are out there, the devs just are nowhere to be found. They just are not uh, regularly involved in the community. And what I've found is these guys, they're there, they're watching streams, they are reading comments, they are, like participating in the conversation and even though you think that they don't listen they really are you don't always agree with what they decide to do with what your feedback was but they are listening and there's evidence all over the place that shows that they are so that you know the community and the devs commitment to the community and involvement in the community i think is probably my biggest draw that in the game is super fun it is it's it i i actually love that um that's, I've never had that answer before, but I do agree. You can go on Twitter and tweet at one of them, and they respond. Yep. And they go, oh, yeah, yeah, this, this, and this. And now, like you said, they may do something Sork Shields that I don't agree with, but it's right. okay. I'll, I'll, I'll get over it. As a Sork main myself, it hurts to see, but, you know, the game, I, I'm going to still main it. I'm not, they're not pushing me away from the Sork. I'm, I'm going to suffer through it. But, um. Well, Rich was in my stream a few nights ago, and he did say, he's like, hey, guys, there's still plenty of time on the PTS that's, with a winky face. That's what so, I've been saying. You know, he, uh, 
And usually when he drops those kind of hints, that usually means that there's going to be some change. So don't don't get your pitchforks and your torches out just yet. Let's get them. Yeah, <laughs> there's still time. Um, probably looking at the week, uh, the week of the 22nd, if the math works out uh, when uh, Merkmile will drop, because usually it's five to six weeks after PTS. Um, they don't officially say that because they want to make sure that they, if they have time to make changes, then they'll be able to, you know, adjust those. Where if they put up a hard, uh, this is when it's coming out, uh, kind of date, and then they make adjustments, then they have to miss that, and that always sucks. So they just, but historically, when a PTS for a new DLC hits the PTS servers, you're usually looking at about five, six weeks after that. So we're looking at the week of the 22nd or the final week in October for Merkmire to drop. So there's still a lot of time. Several weeks. Yep, yep. It, 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 there's, there's a lot of time. And now the next thing is, what is your... If you could change one thing about ESO, what is your least favorite thing? Um... And it's okay. The community, myself, the devs, we won't hate you for this. No, uh, to me, if I could... If, if there was one thing I would change is would be completely and totally separate the PvP and the PvE skills, CP, and gear. The sword shields. That would be the one. I mean, that would that would make it so that you could then truly balance the game on either side, and then PvP might actually have an opportunity to, you know, be competitive one day because you could have some consistency there, and you could like you know create some homogenization so that all of the classes had you know attacks and counters, and you know you won't have this PvE element that's also competing with and against it. Um, but I've, I talked to the devs when I was out there, and their answer was, well, it, it quadruples the level of effort to for them to do that. More staff, so, because it's too huge. Staff, development time, all of the things that goes with it. So, read between the lines, probably not going to happen Honestly, anytime though, soon, if ever. I think that's a genius idea, because the only thing I'm going to add to that is I feel like they're pulling on each other more than they're pushing each other into a better direction. I feel like with the Sork shield, that was clearly something directed at PvP. Sorks are very tanky in PvP. They have some dirty executes, and PvP players are sick of it, and that's completely fine. I've heard of plenty of PvP streamers get angry about it, and now it's affecting the PvE players, and now VMA is going to be a real pain in the butt for anyone who can only do it on a Sork, myself. So, it's... Well, so endgame bet trials, um, you know, a lot of the games, the <coughs> endgame mechanics are very much centered around these sort of stacking one-shot mechanics, and when you're a light armor-wearing, you know, squishy Magicka user, having those shields is your only answer to, you know, pull yourself out of a sticky situation. So... The Magsork thing from the shield, I think a better solution rather than adding a one second cast time is to uh, lower the base cost, but then add a uh, percentage increase the more times that you spam it in a given amount of time so that it gives you that, oh crap, shield opportunity to get out of the way and survive, you know, uh, a, a sticky situation in PvE, but in PvP, you can't spam it endlessly because you'll be out of Magicka and then you're a sitting duck. That's genius. That seems to me like a way smarter way to handle it than this one second cast time because the one second cast time completely wrecks most Magicka builds in veteran endgame content. It's just gonna be, because no healer can heal through these one shot mechanics. It's just not a thing. There's no possible way. So uh, unless they decide to introduce a new skill for healers that does a AOE shield, you know, then that could be it. You know, I don't know, but that this one second cast thing is just 
I can't I can't disagree with it strongly enough. Yeah, it's, I it's it's a mess. I'm I'm I'm, I'm going to admit something. So uh, for all my viewers, anyone who knows, a lot of the time you go later and say to me, so I always shoot you a host because I'm always like, guys, you should go watch him if you're not watching Ninja. And so I'll put you on my phone and I literally go to sleep with your stream on sometimes. <laughs> and I know that sounds so creepy, but it's just like listening to like the conversations and stuff. Like I, I learn a lot. And you said one night, it's killing a play style. It's not just killing a skill. It's a whole yep. play style. And that's yep. what's devastating. And I, when you said that, I kind of like sat up and I was like, that's so true it was like i sat up and had a revelation i'm like that's the problem so yep. you've got people for four years have been playing this way and now all of a sudden completely wrecks that playstyle. and it also that the reason why that playstyle is so important is because so much of the end game needs it you know so much of the end game content requires that survivability in order to complete it and without it i don't know what we're gonna do i mean i really don't there are certain players there are top one percent who will find a way who have the speed and the skill to survive, but they just further they just further moved the goalpost out of the reach of your average player. And I'm not even talking about your casuals. I'm talking about a player who who put a significant amount of time in and who are competent, decent players, but are don't have the Gilliam the Rogue kind of reflexes to be able to do what they guys like that can do. Your outcasts, your Gilliams, etc. Your ninja Those are special fours. players, and they have special skills. You know what I mean? They are—they have a godlike status for a reason because they are extremely skilled at this game. Most of us aren't like that. Most of us, yep. we practice, we get good, and we're and we're competent enough to complete the content. And maybe we won't get and you know the super duper end game scores, but at least we can get it done. Well, this makes it so you can't even get it done. A lot of guilds are going to just dissolve because they won't have the ability to to complete the content. To do anymore. end game that's, content, yeah, yeah, especially for like me. upcoming players, like you said. It's yep. uh, hopefully they'll switch it back. Um, like I said, the best one of the best parts is the devs are listening. So, um, yeah, and they I, are. I appreciate, I appreciate someone in the ESO stream team who's bigger voicing that opinion because a lot of streamers will say, "Oh, it's not that big a deal." But like one second in an MMO is not like one second in real life. That one second's the difference between getting cleaved in the skull and shielding and surviving. I mean, it, it it's huge. So. Yeah, it's um, it's it, life or death, man. It's it's tough, but <laughs> I, I I didn't I as a Sork man, it, it's interesting to talk about. Um, so I that's a good question. What's your favorite class and role? Because you do more PVE than PVP, if I'm correct. Yeah, I, I I will dabble in PVP because but the the PVP community as a whole, I find a little bit too um. It's okay. Uh, toxic, edge lordy, a little just too just salty. Too, yeah, just a lack of sportsmanship, um, and so I, I don't like the hate tells and the. Na I mean, some of the stuff that I get is, wow, how are you? Where's your mom? Where's your dad? You really need supervision. Like, what is your problem? You know what I mean? Like, it's really so. But and and the, I, I enjoy group play in the. I love this. I love the sieging and all that stuff. But. Um, You'll hear PvPers talk about how they feel like PvE is repetitive and it's boring and it's the same stuff all over all the time. I feel the same way about PvP. I feel like it's just the repetitive, it's the same shit over and over and over again all the time. You just, you, you kill dudes, you die, you respawn, you kill dudes, you die, you respawn, you take a keep, you run to the next keep, you come back, take the keep that you just took, that just got took again, you do it again, like, uh, it just feels... I, that feels competitive that feels repetitive to me where the pve side every single group that you go in is you have to you know it feels 
different to i don't know you know there's arguments to say that it's repetitive no matter what because you're doing the same content over and over again so but pvp just feels to me like it's a repetitive thing so i enjoy it but i get bored with it before yep. too long and then i just want to go back to you know crushing monsters and plus it's difficult for me to like pvp and have conversations with chat because i'm you know my head's on a swivel and i'm looking at you know the stuff and uh and then you know this the the twitch community for pvp also has a tendency to be a little bit more um you know uh backseat driving like they love to come and chat when you start pvping and then you start getting non-stop commentary on how you're doing and i'm like i'm just trying to have fun with my friends here can we you know i don't care what your opinion is about my gameplay i know i'm not a uh, i don't play pvp enough to be good at it nor did i ever claim to be just let me have a good time here okay you know that kind of stuff a hundred percent a hundred percent i think the thing with pvp with pve i think you can make non-conventional builds work a little easier than pvp builds sometimes pvp totally. you have to be running that meta build to contend not all the time not all the time um if you're a good pvp and you understand how the back end works now a lot of moves and armor sets work you can do it but with pve every time you're in a dungeon you almost set it there's a new group of people you're doing it with and you have to accommodate to that sometimes the tank may not be as good as everyone else and now you have to work around that or sometimes one of the dps may not be as good so you have to work around that and that i think makes it interesting totally yeah but I, and I'm not knocking people who enjoy PvP at all. Oh, no, yeah, I, like, I get it. If that's your jam, that's your jam. For me personally, though, I use the same argument that a lot of diehard PvP players use about PvE, is that they feel like it's repetitive and boring. Well, uh, same thing. I feel like PvP is repetitive and boring. And that's just my flavor. That's just that's my personal preference. But I still do it. It's part of the game. And I don't. I actually don't like the whole segmenting out as i'm a pvp streamer or i'm a pve streamer yeah uh, to me i'm like i'm an eso streamer and i will i play all aspects of the game i even dabble in housing from time to time very little because i suck at it and that one i do i lose interest pretty quick on that one mainly because i get overwhelmed with oh man so i need to get this and that and what you know I can't all these housing. recipes and all that yeah i just like there's just, it's just way too much so I enjoy uh, housing mancers who are really good at that, and I like looking at what they can do with it. But me personally, I, I can't imagine I'll ever like go ham on the housing. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think the other thing too is with PvP and housing streams. Just it's kind of funny. I'm in this. I'm basically in the same boat you are. Maybe that's why I gravitate towards watching you so much because you and me do a lot of the same content. Um, I love watching him though. Like I enjoy watching Fangrush kick some butt. I, he's so yeah. good and it's so fun to watch. And like if I'm not doing anything, he's impressive i'm like oh my god like how is he doing this and at the same time ninja monkey and ekleveth and so many other these housing creators i enjoy watching so much as well i'm like oh my god like ekleveth made a like a motorcycle today i'm like what who does that in game like out of pans like it's insane I'm like I right can't do that. <laughs> so yeah i'm aware of that motorcycle it's a special project she's working on it's pretty cool <laughs> Is it for the motorcycle guy I'm talking to right no, now? No, it's, it's a I don't uh, it's a secret. I don't know if somebody's watching or not. So <laughs> oh, it's a secret project. It's a secret project. All right, that's all I need to yeah. know. Yeah, that's all I need to know. Um, we're almost we're, so I usually have these go for about an hour. So we're at 54 minutes. But um, does your does your son? Um, I know you guys have played. Have you played ESO together? I think you have. I think I've seen you guys play. Is he a big ESO guy or is he in the different video games? Uh, well, we've got three boys. The two older ones don't want to be on stream. The middle one has expressed a little bit of interest here and there, but for the most part, he's, you know, they, that's just, this isn't their jam. Where the young one, he's all about it, but he loves Fortnite. 
Yep. ESO doesn't hold his interest. I've never streamed ESO with him because ESO is so like, now do this, now do that, now yep. do this, now do that. And, you know, like he, he's not drawn to it in the same way that Fortnite is. And so, it, uh, you know, we have played it together off stream and, you know, he likes to make new characters. That's that's what he likes to do. He likes the character creation and then he likes to make, you know, fancy armor. And so if the account that he's on doesn't have a whole bunch of really cool motifs and things for him to design a really cool looking dude, he loses interest quick. Like he yep. just doesn't care. So, so Fortnite is his jam. So usually when we're streaming together, however, Fallout 76 is a good chance we're going to have, we might have all of us on stream at the same time playing Fallout 76. Yeah. That would be epic. It's actually, it's hilarious. So I think I live in the twilight zone of you, where I'm the oldest of three boys, and we all are obsessed with ESO, but our dad hates it and won't play. <laughs> and he's a big video game guy, so he's really into, like, tabletop games and, like, war strategy games, and I've tried to get him to play ESO, and he refuses to. So just know the twilight zone is real, and I'm the other side. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> if, my dad, uh, uh, if my dad streamed, I would be on that in two seconds. I would be just like, oh, let's stream together. Let's do this. Let's do this. Because it, it's fun. It's, I love streaming with other people. Me and my brother did it for a long time, but he's at school right now. But it's so fun. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Uh, well, and Ninja Scoot's hilarious. He's kind of a natural. Like, it just doesn't. The camera, the microphone, none of it phases him. He seems he's so totally comfortable. At ease. Yeah, he's completely at ease with the whole thing. Loves it. He just gets really salty because, you know, I'm busy interacting with chat and I'm not very good at the game and I get distracted easily and then we die or I'm not helping him when he needs me to. And so, which is actually entertaining for everybody who's watching because watching him rage is hilarious. But, uh, uh, and I, it, the only reason why I play Fortnite is because he loves it. It's a father-son moment. I, I, I really don't enjoy the game myself. Hey, I commend you for it. I commend but he you. He loves it and, uh, everybody who's watching seems to love it, so... Yeah, yeah, and and I, I mean, I understand the draw with Fortnite too. It's a very, it's a very casual game. You know, you can just boot it up and play. There's nothing to it. It's just, oh, I'm just gonna go play around, then I'm gonna go eat dinner. It's not ESO. Yeah. I feel like I sort of have a checklist and a job I have to do. Gotta do my risk. Right. Gotta do my dailies. Like, so for a lot of people, yep. that's not a video game. That's just another Hashtag job. Do your ritz. So do your ritz. <laughs> do them. I just got yep. the lazy Rick Crafter actually because I just moved oh, to PC. Man, so so plugins are just becoming absolute heaven to me yeah but, welcome to pc master race man oh it's amazing it's amazing uh yeah. I, was, I gotta start doing trials and stuff but i'm only like 190 i think 180 so i'm still like just working on leveling you'll get there but i'm uh we are at our hour ninja thank you so much for coming on the podcast and i seriously appreciate you being so transparent just about everything very it was great having you well i appreciate it man I'm glad, um, you, uh, I'm glad you invited me. It was fun. I would definitely, if there's any time in the future, anything else, we, we'll we we'll have to have another one and at least reconvene on this Sorg Shield dilemma and figure out what happened. Oh, yeah. So um, know, the, the update on the Sorg Shield dilemma. <laughs> That'll be the name of the next one. Yes. Um, are you going to be streaming tonight? I am. Yep, guys. I'm going to take a short break, and then I'll be live. You guys got to go check this guy out. I, we, I, I bet you all have, but um, seriously, he's streaming every night working hard he has an amazing community he's playing a bunch of games he's playing eso but we know he'll always go and try out new stuff so fallout 76 in the future it looks like um what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna put the stream on we will be right back and then i'm going to be right back believe it or not so i'll see you guys very soon ninja again thank you for coming my man thank you appreciate it bye everybody <laughs>